The congregation, the text of this morning is from Isaiah 61, the verses 1, 2, and 3a. Isaiah 61, 1, 2, and 3a. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So far, the four main themes of Isaiah 6, the verses 1 to 3. In the first place, Christ indicating that he was anointed with the Spirit. Secondly, Christ caring for them suffering. In the third place, Christ proclaiming freedom to the slaves. And the fourth place, Christ comforting the mourners. Christ indicating that he was anointed with the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has, broke, he has sent me. Secondly, Christ caring for the, them suffering. To preach good tidings to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. In the third place, Christ proclaiming freedom for the slaves, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of God. And the fourth place, Christ comforting the mourning, to comfort all that mourn, to point to them that mourn, to give them beauty for ashes, to all joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Congregation, let's go to Nazareth, to the synagogue of Nazareth. And the Lord Jesus is attending this Sabbath day. And we see the officer, the minister of the synagogue, having a scroll. Not the whole Bible, but the scroll. The scroll only with the book Isaiah written on it. And he's handing over the scroll to the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus takes it to the front and he opens it, he rolls it open, and he finds the chapter we have heard this morning. The same chapter, Isaiah 61. And the Lord Jesus begins to read that. They hear it out of his mouth. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me. He reads a piece of chapter 61. And he is finished and he puts the scroll together. He said back to the minister, 
officer and then sits on a kind of a pulpit, sitting in a chair. He sat down. And he began to say unto them, the Lord Jesus began to preach on that text. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So that Isaiah 61 is true, becomes true today. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. That's fulfilled now. The Lord Jesus preaching in the synagogue of Nazareth that it's him. He has been sent. He has been anointed. He received the Spirit. He is proclaiming liberty. He is comforting the mourning ones. And he is binding up the broken heart ones. It's me three times. Did you see that? Three times he says, me. The Spirit of the Lord God is about me. Because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me. What does it mean? The Lord Jesus says in this chapter, in this Bible text, don't seek salvation anywhere else but in me. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at sin. Only at sin. Now look upon me. It's me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And you see that word God is in capitals. Often the word Lord is in capitals. Not in capitals or with capitals. A few times in the Bible the word God is in capitals. And then in the original text it also says Yahweh. So the Lord says, the Spirit of the Lord, Adonai, Yahweh, is upon me. Because the Lord, Yahweh, has anointed me to preach good tidings. Anointed. Children. You know what that means? Anointed? We don't use the word in daily language, do we? Anointing is that you use ointment. What is ointment? Ointment is kind of an oil. It's kind of a balm. It's kind of a lotion. And when kings and priests and sometimes prophets are chosen and installed in their office, they pour out from a horn or from a, from a vessel, they, they, they pour out oil over someone's head. And it dripped over their hairs and over their face and over their garment. We would say... Ah, that's not good. Makes all those stains and it is so greasy and this 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 gross. But they didn't think that. Because that meant that that person was chosen. And it was very special oil, very light oil. And it spoke about being chosen, and it also spoke about being equipped. Because when the Lord anoints someone. When the Lord gives someone the Holy Spirit, because the Lord Jesus was not anointed with oil, he was anointed with the Spirit. Two Bible texts regarding this. 1 Samuel 16, Then Samuel took the horn of oil 
and anointed David in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. She anointed him with oil, and the Holy Spirit came upon him, came upon him. So it was in him, and for him, and with him. I think of Luke 3, verse 21, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. So Christ is the one. So may the Lord give that focal point on him. Also in the Lord's Supper, it is about him. This do in remembrance of me. I am the Savior. I really am the Savior. So I hope you don't need anyone else, anything else but him. Because he has been anointed. And because he is the one sent. And he is the one qualifying. How often did the Lord Jesus not remind the people of that I am the door I am the vine I am the good shepherd I am the bread of life you need to eat my flesh he gives it the water of life freely so struggler among us this morning trying to qualify for salvation and qualifying for the Lord's Supper and you just dig in your own heart, do I have this, do I have that, and do I have something to bring to the table? Just let it all go. Don't seek salvation and merits in yourself, and that you may only focus on him. He says in this morning hour, it's not in you, it's in me. Do it also for me. The Spirit of God is upon me. I can do it. And I fulfill the word. Secondly, what do we read here? He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, and before that, to preach good tidings unto the meek. So two words, the meek and the brokenhearted. Those are the same people. And meek, meekness in our language today means kind of being soft and humble and not having a big mouth, but just be accepting your situation and just be, be low. I don't think that's only meant here. Sometimes that meekness is, is the same as being brokenhearted. It's being afflicted. Suffering. Sometimes with meekness means suffering. And I'm sure also in this case. Because this word used for, uh, translated as meekness can also translate as afflicted. Afflicted. Poor and afflicted. So when the Lord gives salvation, the Lord makes room for that. It It does not come suddenly and say, oh, I wasn't saved, and suddenly I'm saved. The Lord makes room for salvation. Room for the Lord Jesus. And he makes people meek. He breaks them. 
he, he, he afflicts them. He brings them to their wit's end. He just tells them who they are. He confronts them with their sins. And they become devastated. They begin to see that they have nothing to qualify with. They, the Lord breaks their heart. And they, they can't help themselves anymore. But the Lord cares. And he cares in two ways. Anoint me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Because that's exactly what those broken-hearted people need. To receive, to hear a good tidings. Good tidings unto the meek. Good tidings unto them suffering. But grieving. And in trouble. And have the lowest thoughts of self are humble to the dust and broken-hearted people. They miss the Lord. They see that they are not saved. They see that they have sinned against the holy, the righteous, the good doing God. And they, they don't know it anymore. You know, I was thinking of, for example, an accident. If someone is severely wounded and the ambulance comes and one of those on the ambulance kneel down at that accident and there's the man on, on, on the ground there and they talk to him right? they talk say calm down you're fine we'll help you and I don't know, they, 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 are, they are also trained to speak to those people, right? I don't know exactly what they say. But they do their best to let that person relax. They speak good tidings to the meek. And then they also bind up the brokenhearted. So they use, the, or as the text says, to wrap, to wrap those wounds, to, to wrap something that's broken to give support, to stop the bleeding. And so the Lord Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, and I can do that. I can preach good tidings unto the meek. And I can bind up the broken hearted ones. And how is the Lord doing that? By his word. But the word he is preaching good tidings to the meek. And the Lord says, Although you have sinned against all my commandments, there is forgiveness with me. And that is such a good tiding that gives them so much calmness that they are so helped when the Lord heals them and binds up the broken-hearted ones then they feel so much better. They really feel better. And then, then, then those wounds are wrapped with bandages. And when the Lord has spoken to them, then they are relaxed and they can give it over. And the Lord makes it well. And the Lord is do- doing that not only with the word, but also with the sacrament. Also in this morning, when the Lord gives the sacrament of Holy Supper, the Lord preaches good tidings to the meek. And he is willing to bind up the broken heart ones. Binding them up at the table. 
and also soothing them and supporting them and healing them, and they feel so much better afterward. That's the purpose. So he cares for the suffering one. But then it says, two times proclaim. To proclaim liberty to the captives, and again to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is upon the Lord Jesus, so he can proclaim something. Proclaim, and again proclaim. What does that refer to? Proclaiming the year of the Lord. Proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, that is language from Leviticus 25. In Leviticus 25, you read about the Jubal year. Have you heard about that? The 49th, 50th year was the Jubal year. And on the Jubal year, all the, all the possessions, all the lands, all the fields are given back to the original families from 50 years ago. And people who had sold themselves as slaves because they could not afford anything else anymore, they, 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 they went bankrupt, they were set free on the, on the Jubilee year. And then and, 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 and the master said, the, the door is open, you, you can go. They're free, set free. Listen to this, Leviticus 25, 10, and ye shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and ye shall return every man unto his possession, and ye shall return every man unto his family. So the Lord Jesus is speaking in the synagogue of Nazareth to Jewish people that this has been fulfilled in their ears. Now it is the real jubilee here. The Lord gives freedom, liberty to proclaim it. You set free, the door is open. And that is, the Lord is doing that in the preaching again. And the Lord is doing that in the Lord's Supper this morning. Because there are people that feel bound, feel slaves, feel tied up, feel bound, and they cannot get out of themselves. They experience that being in chains and being stuck and not being able to get out. And in, in the darkness of that prison, in the darkness of that situation. So do you know what that means? Do you know what it means to be a slave and to have no freedom and no liberty? The Lord Jesus proclaims liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. You know why? Christ was bound. 
He said, take me, bind me, let them be free. He was bound to set people free. So, therefore, sinners should look outside of self upon that Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, who has said, it's me, it's me, it's me. I, I, I can do it. And I am, I am anointed to proclaim that liberty. Hopefully you have received that liberty before. Hopefully the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart before and given that, that opening, the, the door went open. I am the door. And now the Lord wants the church to receive another sign of that, another, another, another proof of that, that he is the one opening the prison. The prison will, be, will, will remain closed if you look at yourself, you look at him who is bound, you look outside yourself on him, it makes all the difference. And then finally, it's about mourning. I read three times, maybe four times in mourning to comfort all that mourn, to point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them un- unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, to grant the praise for the spirit of heaviness. So three times mourning, and it speaks about ashes and about heaviness. Morning. Lord Jesus has come to preach the good tidings to the suffering, to proclaim the freedom for the slaves, and also comfort for the mourners. The morning. So you know what morning is, right? Morning is this that pain, sorrow, that grieving, the hurting. And the Lord knows that his people is often hurting. When they think of their own sins and their grieving, and they miss the Lord, and they cannot help themselves. But Lord Jesus has been appointed to not only give them the good message, the good tidings, but also to appoint unto them that mourn to give unto them beauty for ashes. You know, when people in, in the Old Testament were, were in mourning, and they lost their beloved ones, they did not want to wear a colorful garment. They did not want to comb their hair. They didn't want to look fresh and young. They put ashes on their head. And they clothed in sackcloth, sackcloth and ashes. They couldn't be happy. They couldn't smile. Can they? You know, when you lose the beloved ones, you may have those times. You cannot smile anymore. You cannot, you, you say, I can never laugh anymore. And so the Lord is also in the life of his people, working powerfully and irresistibly so that they are feeling kind of, I can't laugh. I can smile. 
I'm so down. I'm mourning. I'm missing the Lord. And that happens not only before the first revelation of Christ, but also after the end. God's people have it repeatedly. That they are meek, that they feel brokenhearted, that they are mourning again. And so the Lord says in this morning hour, I like to give beauty for ashes. I want you to, to, be, to, to, to be happy. The joy of oil, oil of joy. To give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So not being down, but happiness. Or may the Lord give that God's people may come to the table smiling with the oil of joy because the Lord comforts his people. And those may receive that comfort at the table that they may also receive that holy calmness and joy when they're leaving the table. They go home. That's the purpose. To give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for morning, instead of morning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Because Lord Jesus, he was mourning when he said, Eloah, Eloah, Lama Sebekhtani. He was forsaken. He was alone. And he was forsaken to give fellowship to poor people. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, say your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that the warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received of the Lord's hand double for all their sins. So remove the ashes. He makes ugly sins beautiful. He likes the church to be dressed in garments of praise. And it's fitting to apply that oil of joy because that oil refreshes the skin and you spend the skin so dry and he gives his blessing. Congregation, back to the first lines. Lord Jesus speaks in this morning hour that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon him. That he can do it. Have no expectation of self, but have all expectation of him. Amen.